your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. With Jamie Rivers and Tanner Hendricks, and I'm Brandon Kylie. let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by our guy, Jared Diamond. He's a baseball writer for the Wall Street Journal. He's also the author of Swing Kings, the inside story of baseball's home run revolution available wherever books are sold. Jared, we always appreciate the time, man. How are you doing today? I'm hanging in there. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. So let's start out with the piece that you had very recently over on the Wall Street Journal. You were able to sit down with Tony Clark, the head of the Major League Baseball Players Association, to talk about the free agent market, the CBA negotiations that are coming up. What was your biggest takeaway from your conversation with Tony Clark? It's going to be a long winter, uh, that's for sure. It's going to be a challenging, difficult uh, off season as these two parties, the league and the union prepare for another fight. Uh, we already knew it was going to be challenging with the collective bargaining agreement expiring in now less than 13 months. And now we add to the fact that they need to figure out a way to play another season in 2021 uh, amid this pandemic. We already saw what happened the last time these two groups got together and tried to come to an agreement about how to do that for 2020 and they failed miserably never even came to an agreement uh, so it's it's really going to be fascinating to see how this plays out because there are just so many labor issues playing the sport plaguing the sport right now and none of them have easy, have easy answers jared to your point of we saw how that played out as we move into the upcoming season how does baseball avoid this becoming the main topic of conversation, meaning that it's going to be a tough season revenue-wise as it is, uncertainty of fans in the stands, and all these other things that will be moving parts for, throughout the season, and yet here we have this massive elephant in the room that is the CBA. How, do the, how does Major League Baseball and the players get through this without absolutely just obliterating their own sport? Well, they have more time. That helps. Let's not forget how challenging it really was this summer when spring training shuts down and all of a sudden you're scrambling to try to restart uh, with very little information about what the pandemic was going to be like, what was going to happen. Uh, there was a lot more uncertainty. There. Now, I think we have a pretty good handle of, on where things are. Uh, things are very bad right now, but we hope that as we start heading into the spring, there's positive news about vaccines, potentially, that things start to get better. And they now have all off-season to try to figure out how to make it work. I think the other important thing is that I think by now, the league has to be well aware 
that the players will not accept one cent less than full 100% proration. They made that point very clear during the last negotiation, uh, and yet they still spent weeks and weeks trying to get the players to accept further salary cuts. I hope that everyone realizes now that will not happen. So instead of having a month where that's what we're talking about, let's just start with the understanding that, okay, it's going to be full proration. So the question is, how many games are we going to play? That is the only question to me that's outstanding. It probably won't be 162, but it really should be more than 60. So let's start figuring out a number that works, given the fact that we don't know what fans are going to be like or what markets are allowed to have fans and, and how many. Let's find a number of games that work and let's go. And if that number is 100 or 120, that's fine. I, I don't think anyone expects a full 162 this year. Uh, I don't think that's really realistic. So let's just figure out what that number is and let's get going. Jared Diamond of the Wall Street Journal joining us here on 101 ESPN. Jared, one other thing that I've been fascinated by is how public Major League Baseball, the owners, the commissioner have been, even during the World Series, which was just wild to me, about how much money they lost this year. I mean, they put a dollar sign on it. They said $3 billion, an average of $100 million per team is what we lost this year by simply playing baseball games. And so as you talk about, hey, what's the number of games that they can play? I just keep coming back to that statement from the commissioner talking about how much they lost this year. From your conversation with Tony Clark, do they accept that number? Do they believe that Major League Baseball actually lost in terms of like being in the red $3 billion this year? Because that seems to be kind of the starting point in negotiations for the owners. No, they don't accept that at all. And look, let's be honest, they really shouldn't. Uh, that's the number that Rob Manfred has been putting out there. I'm not at all suggesting that uh, he's lying, but I do think that there's certain you know, income streams that are probably not being considered. Uh, media rights, certain media rights, local television. Uh, there seems to always be money flowing into Major League Baseball that doesn't always make it into the accounting. I think, let's, let's face it, baseball will claim every year that they lost money, and yet every year they still play baseball games. So while I'm not at all questioning that it was a difficult year for baseball, it undoubtedly was. Uh, I, I don't think the union believes, and I'm not sure anyone should believe, that it actually would be better for Major League Baseball to not play uh, than play, no matter uh, how hard they try to argue that. So, Jared, this is the number one thing that I've been tossing around here. And listening to what you're saying about, you know, believing each other and not the trust issue was the biggest problem that these two sides have. So that being said, how do the players ever find out what the true numbers really are on the other side of the aisle when there isn't a salary cap? And is it time for the players to maybe look at a salary cap? I know the, the high end guys will not like it at all. But the salary cap has worked in other leagues, and it's created at least some transparency. Yeah, they'll never. The answer is never and never <laughs> to both of those questions. Uh, there's there's really no scenario where the players would ever agree to a salary cap. This is their great. This is their union's great hard fought victory. It's one that, like you mentioned, no other sports union has been able to win. Uh, they have no salary cap, and look, like you said. You're 100% right that there are 
downsides to that. And the primary one is because there is no salary cap, the relationship between the league and the union, by definition, is going to be adversarial because uh, there's a pot of money and whatever portion of it goes to the players is therefore not going to the owner and vice versa. That's why they butt heads. In other sports with the salary cap where there's uh, where money is based on uh, sort of overall revenues for the league, everyone is incentivized to road the same direction uh, in order to make money for the league. But the problem is baseball players make so much. Just the reality is they do. Look at the size of some of these guaranteed contracts. And the reality is uh, guys like LeBron James, like these top NBA players, they're underpaid. They are. They could make so much more on the open market, especially when you factor in, in other sports, the value of one individual player. So, look, I think baseball players' attitude is we'll take the fighting uh, for the reward at the end of it, which is we just make so much. Uh, I don't think there's an athlete in any other sport that doesn't have some envy of how much money baseball players are able to make and the kinds of guarantees they're able to get. Because it's something other athletes in other sports can't even dream about because of the salary caps. So that's the backdrop to everything that's hopefully going to happen at some point this offseason, Jared. And it's there hasn't been a whole lot of actual talk about, you know, players going places yet other than basically this Francisco Lindor rumor. And I did want to go there with you because, as you can imagine, here in St. Louis and I would imagine in probably 29 other baseball markets right now, there's a lot of talk about what would this team look like if they were able to add Francisco Lindor how realistic is it, do you think, that a team like the Cardinals that has already started cutting costs by declining an option for Colton Wong, how realistic do you think it is that they would be interested in that type of a market? And how many teams do you think will dive in to the market for Francisco Lindor, given his potential $20 million salary next year? Yeah, every team will be interested in Francisco Lindor, but the reality is no one's going to pull the trigger unless they have, I think, some reasonable assurance they have a good chance of re-signing him uh, and how many teams really fit that bill. They don't seem to be that many teams that right now are going to be swimming in that pool. It's going to be a very challenging offseason. Teams are not planning on spending very much money. You mentioned the Cardinals. They've already signaled their intentions, which is the lower payroll. I'm not sure how that jives with adding Francisco Lindor and then trying to sign him to a $200 million contract. So, I don't know who that team is. As we're talking about this offseason and the players available, whether that's Francisco Lindor or any free agent, I really think the conversation has to begin and end with the New York Mets. It's just the reality of it. They have a new owner. He's the richest owner in the history of baseball. Uh, While every other team seems to be going into a period of retrenchment, I have a feeling the Mets are going to be extremely active for everybody, every single possible free agent. It's a great buyer's market out there, and, Uh, very few teams seem to be willing to be one of the teams buying, and the Cardinals certainly appear to fit that bill, considering it took about 30, 24 hours after the end of the World Series uh, before the GM was saying we're going to cut payroll. Do you think that's going to be more prevalent than even maybe I believe at this point? Like, do you think, I think it's what, December 3rd is the next deadline for the non-tenders? How, how big do you think this is going to get in terms of teams not even tendering quality players? Yeah, no, it's going to be huge. No question about it. Uh, there's going to like, Part of the problem for the players here is that just talk from a purely supply and demand standpoint. There's going to be a lot of supply, not a lot of demand. The market is going to be flooded with you know, pretty good 
sort of middle tier for agents because of all the non-tenders and declined options, and not a lot of teams seem to be willing to go out and buy. So, look, it's going to be rough. We've already seen rough off-seasons for the players in recent years. Uh, I think this one's going to be even rougher, and especially when you factor in there isn't that high-end free agent available, the very top guy. There's some good players available, George Springer, D.J. Lemayhew, Marcel Ozuna, Trevor Bauer, don't get me wrong. But that top notch, that Garrett Cole, that Mookie Betts, that Manny Machado, uh, not there in this market. Jared, we always appreciate the time, man. We'll be reading you over in the Wall Street Journal. Everybody should check out your book, Swing Kings, the inside story of baseball's home run revolution. It is available wherever books are sold. I hope the Cardinals are getting one of those books. Maybe they can take advantage of that this offseason as well. Jared, always appreciate it, man. All the best to you and your family. We look forward to talking with you again soon. You got it. Thanks. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, oh. 